0: Hi everyone, welcome back to our little green pasture. Oh, it's another day today, another good day, which means it's a day to talk about the Lord and to think upon Him and meditate upon Him. No matter what your day is today, no matter where you're going or what you're doing, Christ lives in you. He goes with you everywhere. So you can talk to Him all day and think upon Him all day. I certainly do. I hope you guys do, too. I know many of you do. So today, I want to share something that I saw in devotions today. I'm just really enjoying sharing my personal devotions. Typically, in the beginning, when I was doing all these, uh, I call it my finger painting years. (laughs) I know you've heard me say that before, but in the beginning, when I first started doing this YouTube channel, I I was kind of like all over the place, but I have really found exactly where Jesus wants me to be. And that is the best and joy, most joyous place that means so much to me personally. And that's my own devotions where I just go to him, where I, where I meet him every morning and like I always say, I live at the well. So living at the well is where I know that is my first source of life. I mean, what would we be without those living waters? or even earthly water to our bodies everything just sinks together and we see how that works right like if we don't have water in 3 days we could die anyways without water spiritual water living water from the lord if you don't have that don't you feel yourself withering within a day i mean actually in a day i feel it so anyways i am going to speak with you about something that i saw today and then how it just um Became larger and larger. And uh, well, I'm just going to share. But first, I'm going to pray. So here I go. Father, I thank you for another day, a day that, Lord, that I can come before you. Now, I've done that already this morning, but Lord, it is with joy and with gladness that I come before all these people that I could represent you, Lord that they would see you and not me that Lord, that this little blade of grass will reflect your glory and Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit would speak Lord through this imperfect vessel. Thank you for the privilege of prayer. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your love. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness and your goodness toward us. O great shepherd of the sheep. In Jesus name. Amen. So this morning when I was reading, I was in a portion of scripture today in Proverbs 9. And I was reading about uh, wisdom being personified as a woman and so there's the beginning of it um and i really want to get down to the foolish woman really because i want to talk about the stolen waters that are supposedly supposed to be sweet and how something just clicked in me and i knew that had to be of the lord but as i was reading in chapter 9 verse 1 we and uh and of course through the whole thing we see two women And I see that there's two kinds of believers in this and a believer who has, that lives their life out. Now, I know this is a personification of wisdom, but I'm going to talk also too about the difference between conversion and regeneration because they're not the same thing. They're two different things. And so I'm just giving you a little foretaste about where I'm going to bring this to about regeneration, that conversion is not regeneration. But I see two kinds of women here, and one is really busy working, doing things, active, and the other one is doing nothing at all. And it just so strikes me, and I've read this for so many years of my life, but today... I saw that little glint, that little light on stolen waters are sweet and bread eaten in secret. What does it say? Bread eaten in secret is pleasant. Now, wisdom, it says she has, well, it says it has, she has builded her house. There's nine things that she does. And the first thing is that she builds her house and it says in first Corinthians chapter uh, three. Um, I forgot exactly what verse I think it's 10, but it says for no other foundation hath been laid other than that, which is laid, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. And every man should be careful how he builds upon this foundation. And so the rest of those scriptures, I would take it to 14. If you want to look that up yourself, but it talks about when a person becomes born again, and that goes into the bema seat, the judgment of the, you know, the righteous. Uh, later on, the reward platform for the born again believers in Jesus Christ. So, first thing it says, every man should be careful how he builds thereon, right? Because at the end of their life, there's going to be what has shown what they builded upon the instability there's other foundations that's why it says there's no other foundations other there's no other foundation other than that which has been laid and that foundation is jesus christ so um we know that there are a lot of places a lot of uh people a lot of builders out there and many people are building their house uh so to speak Um, and this is, you are the house of Jesus Christ. You are God's husbandry. You, meaning he's a gardener and, you know, we're considered to be the temple of the living God and his spirit dwells within us, all those things. But I want to bring out the similarities of your walk in Christ, uh, the walk in Christ and my walk in Christ and the walk of Christ is other people and that there's two different, uh, there's a false bride and a real one. There's a, Or let me just, let me retract that. I I guess I can leave that there. But there is people who have only been uh, converted, but never regenerated. So let me keep going. So wisdom has built her house. Next thing, she's hewn out her seven pillars. So notice hewing out something is like you go right to work because pillars are what uphold the house. But notice she hews them out. And there are seven pillars, and seven is a number of completion, perfection. It says she has killed her beast. That means that she is preparing a feast. Um, She's preparing for others. She's just not living for herself. She's preparing to bring people in. She's just not building a house where she's just hewing out her seven pillars and killing beasts for no other reason where she lives to herself. This is a selfless person and let me, and you'll see as I keep going, uh, she, and she has also furnished her table. She has sent forth her maidens. She crieth upon the highest places of the city. Okay. So we see here that she mingles her wine. Um, that means she's preparing that's a spiritual connotation and symbol. It's symbolic of the new birth, the new life. And she wants to share that new life. Uh, with others and She has maidens that she sends forth and I think about you know, what were what would our maidens be? You know, I think about you know, faith is our servant We know that there is a parable that Jesus spoke about and said What man who has a servant that asks him to serve to serve him would say later on by and by sit down here to meet but that the servant should only be saying um, I have done only that, which is my duty to do. And God, Jesus was speaking about faith, that faith is a servant and the faith serves us. So in a way I like to look at it as we send it forth. Um, we have faith concerning a certain thing, a circumstance, uh, something that we're heading into, but faith is our servant and it's going to serve us. So when we sit down, we say, serve us, right? So faith serves us. And makes us good servants of Jesus Christ. So it says that those maidens cry upon the highest places of the city. Well, we serve the Lord God in the highest. And we are raised and seated with him in heavenly places. High and far above all powers and principalities. uh, And we serve uh, the most high. So then it says that. It says, and whoso is simple. It so says she sent forth her maidens and she cries. So she has a cry. She's not silent. She's preparing. She's getting things in order. She's not living for herself. She's living. She's preparing everything. Notice how she's she has wine. She has the fatted calves. She has a table. She's not sitting at it by herself. She's. This is spread out so she can call people in. She sits, she stands, remember, because it says, um, it says, she crieth upon the highest places of the city. And this is her cry. Whoso is simple, let him turn in here. As for him that wants understanding, she says unto him. Notice she has a cry to all, but then she'll see one person. And she'll say, even to a person, she'll pay attention to one person. And she says to him, come, eat of my bread and drink of the wine, which I have mingled. Forsake the foolish and live. Go in the way of understanding. He that reproves a scorner gets to himself shame. And he that rebukes a wicked man gets himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, and he will love thee. Give instructions to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the holy is understanding. For by me, thy days shall be multiplied and the years of thy life shall be increased. If thou be wise, thou shalt be wise for thyself. But if thou shalt scarnest, thou alone shall bear it. So you see... Um, she now goes out, she prepares, she makes ready, everything is ready. It really is kind of coincides with the man that made a marriage supper for his son, right? And she go, he, he sends his servants out, they go out, right? But I want to stick to two kinds of people that say, I am a Christian because there are ones that are converted. But not regenerated, and then there's those that are uh, converted. They they received conversion and regeneration, but one precedes the other. So we see also too that when she says she speaks to all, whoso is simple, let him turn here. As for him that wanted understanding, it's a free for all. She's not saying, well, you got to live up to a criteria. Um, I, I I can only invite you in if you're dressed a certain way. And, and, uh, if you'll make me look good, um, she's not thinking about herself at all. Everything she's doing her whole life is to bring people in. She's offering bread and wine, which is symbolic of the new birth through the flesh of Christ, the bread of life. And so She's saying to them, forsake the foolish and live. She's saying, get away. When you forsake something, that means you part with it. Forsake the foolish, the foolishness of this world, the foolishness of sin. She says, go in the way of understanding. There's a way to go. She's trying to show people there's a way to go. See, there are believers that are just like this, this personification of wisdom, because if uh, you have been uh, converted and regenerated. I mean, truly born again, having received forgiveness of sin, the remission of sins. Um, that is the catalyst of everything because it opens the door for you to now receive the forgiveness of sins. You you have to be turned and then to receive. But we're going to get into that because I'm going to turn over to Acts in just a few minutes. So she she goes on to explain about reproving scorners and wicked people. And I'm not going to go through all that, but um, she really, really puts it out there about the foolish, about the scorner, about don't bother trying to speak. And she's even, and you see here, first she has a call, and then she a call to all, and then she speaks to an individual person, and then she goes back out to her call. And you know what this call is? she is now really preaching to everybody she's like standing on the high places saying with her voice forsake the foolish and live and she's she's now speaking these words out her words are going out everywhere and whoever those words are falling upon they're falling upon and then she and then we see that there's a foolish woman in verse 13 a foolish woman is clamorous she is simple and knoweth nothing for she sitteth at the door of her house on a seat in the high places of the city notice she's not wise she's foolish she's clamorous meaning she's just dawdles about and clamoring about there's no system to anything she's doing there's no discipline to her life there's no purpose in her life it says she's clamorous and she's simple she has no heart she's like a a silly dove that has no heart like hosea says and she and she knows nothing and she sits at the door notice the other woman she's not sitting First thing it says is she's building, she's hewing out, she's killing her bees, she's mingling her wine, she's furnishing her table, sending forth her maidens, She's crying upon the highest places. And this one is sitting at the door of her house. She oh She has a house. So does the first one. And she's sitting on a seat in the high places of the city. She's not even in the highest places of the city. So she's like a cut under. So, for this person who knows nothing, who is clamorous and simple, without heart, shallow, she has no heart for anything. She's self centered. And she just sits, like Jeremiah says to the people and the prophets, your strength is to sit still. And she doesn't, she's not doing anything for anybody else. She's not offering anybody anything in her house. All she says is, it says to call on to call passengers who go right on their ways. And she says the same thing as the wise woman, whoso was simple, let him turn in hither. She says, Who, oh, whoso was simple, let him turn in hither. She says the same words. And as for him that wanted understanding, see, she says the same words as the wise woman and that's such a counterfeit christianity that's such a counterfeit of people who have never received anything from the lord they they just know how to say certain things they show it because i'll tell you something when you get up and move every day and you're getting up no matter what the day looks like i have seen it i mean i'm not putting myself i know i'm nothing i'll be the first one to raise both hands and say i'm less than less than nothing and less than that. But notice the wise woman. It says that when we, you know, when we become born again, then the wisdom who is Christ dwells in us by the Holy spirit. He's the spirit of wisdom and see his life is being revealed in chapter nine with this wise woman. If you are truly a truly born again, believer, they're getting up they're doing something they're moving they're not clamorous they're not simple they don't know anything but notice this one is counterfeit she's doing nothing at all she goes about oh yeah she's going about she's not like the wise woman who has discipline, purpose she's accomplishing what she knows Must be done. She knows she has to bring people in. She's got to feed them with the finest food, with the bread and the wine, the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Her life is not her own, but this foolish one, she does, she's clamorous. Oh yeah, she's moving around and doing stuff, but it's self-centered and shallow and has no purpose at all. And she knows nothing. She knows nothing. Remember what Jesus said? apart from me, you can do nothing. That's this person. That is the unregenerated person. It says that this, she has a gospel and it sounds just like the real one, right? So her first words sound just like that one, the wise woman. So those that are simple, right? They're calling they that are simple. Come to me, right? Whoso is simple. Let him come in hither. She says the same thing who so simple and uncomfortable hither. And for him that wanteth understanding, she saith unto him. um, Hold on one sec. Let me look at something. She says the same thing, but she doesn't offer them bread or wine. She says stolen waters are sweet and bread eaten in secret is pleasant. And that is what struck me today he know and it says stolen waters are sweet but who are they sweet to the unregenerated those who have never been born again but they've only been converted and i'm going to explain to you the difference between conversion and regeneration so it says but he knoweth not that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depths of hell Notice it says, not only does she know nothing, but the people that come to her call that sound, because it sounds good, right? There's this big call. She's sitting on a high place, but not the highest place. She doesn't want to do anything, but yet she mimics the wise woman. And it says, but he knoweth not that the dead are there. See, she knows nothing. And the one that follows that, woman you know because people that don't are not regenerated look there's there's groups and churches out there that have never ever known the difference between regeneration and conversion they just think that if you just say a few words and you read i believe that jesus christ is lord and come into my heart but they've received nothing and i'm going to show it to you it says "He you knoweth not the the dead are there but she calls them her guests Being in the depths of hell. It says, He knoweth not that the dead are there and that her guests are in the depths of hell. Look what her house is. Her house is hell. Her house. It says, She sitteth at the door of her house, but the people that turn in there do not know that the dead are there. They're not made alive. They are still dead. they are unregenerated. They know nothing just like she knows nothing. And I thought today about haven't you ever gone to a church um, where I have, I'll just put it on myself where there's just a sermon and it is dead. and I'm, you, I look around and the people are dead. There's no life there. The dead are there. The dead are there. There's no life-giving force. there's no there's no evidence of eternal life, of the life of the energy of the Holy Spirit. You can feel his presence. And you, when you're alive in the spirit, you can, you know, quickly, this is dead. The music is dead. You know, there's a lot of people that say, well, you gotta be in church. You gotta be in church. And I say, no, you don't. We are the church. We are an organic body made up of people all over the world that those are buildings. I don't put anybody down for going to church. Please understand me correctly. This is not a church bashing moment. If you love your church, praise the Lord. I know that there's good ones out there. I'm trying to get you to see that there are two kinds of believers. There are ones that are like the wise woman and there's ones like the foolish woman and both show not just An individual's life, I think it also shows there's two different gospels, right? Because one tends to life. One goes, because, right, she's in the highest places. This one has a house that are filled with dead people that are just referred to as guests, and she has no care about them that her guests are in the depths of hell now i'm going to go on to something right here because it's really important um let me go over here to my new note this is in acts chapter 26 15 through 18 and i'm going to show you the difference between uh, uh let me get something uh prepared here okay so it made so much sense to me because I was reading Oswald Chambers the other day, and I go, "Aha, that's it!" And so, with what I was learning and looking at today in Acts and Proverbs chapter nine, I thought it makes every sense that this shows exactly what I just showed you, what I thought deeply in my heart about, and I really believe it's true. But I want to talk about Acts 26, 15 through 18, where Jesus appeared to Saul of Tarsus. But see, he's now he's speaking to King Agrippa and he's recounting back to King Agrippa what happened to him in Acts chapter nine when he was on the road to Damascus, where he saw Jesus Christ in his glorified state in his in his glory above the brightness of the noonday sun. And he spoke to him and so forth but so this is a part that he says to king agrippa he said to king agrippa he's saying and i said who art thou lord and he said i am jesus whom thou persecutest but rise and stand upon thy feet for i have appeared unto thee for this purpose to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Now here's the part. This is what I'm going to pull. To open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among them, which are sanctified by the faith that is in me. So you see, we all have that light to share and our life in, that mingles with other lives has that light. And ha- we have, as long as we're in the word and that word is living in us, then we're filled with that light, right? The eye, um, if your eye is full of light, if thine eye is single being, uh, uh, it says the, the eye is the light of thy body. And if thy eye is full of light, thy whole body shall be full of light, having no part dark. So that light that is in us is a powerful spiritual light everywhere we go. It is powerful. Everybody that is unsaved, maybe they're not even aware of it, but there's people that sense something different about you. They may not know you at all, but they know there's something different than you. They may either hate you or they're going to be drawn to you, but it's not you. It's some it's somebody else in you, and that's Jesus Christ, the Father, by virtue of the Holy Spirit living within you. So, see, he's sending them to, he said, look, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. To be turned is to be converted. Um, that is, and some people might disagree with it and say, well, I disagree, and that's fine, but this is, what I'm just putting out there, it says, to turn them from darkness to light. So that is to turn them from darkness to light is to preach the gospel. It is to share Jesus Christ because He is the light of the world, it shines upon all men, and that can turn people. That that's what turns people. They they come into that light. They're able to see something else, and so we see a lot of Christians, don't we? Where they're whether they're in church or not they're like yeah you know i totally believe in god but there's no evidence of life there's no evidence that you see in any of their life there's nothing that you can see that's different the spirit is not bearing witness there's something that you're seeing there's something empty it's a fig tree without without fruit and you see a lot of leaves but there's no fruit and it has a deceptive nature but it says to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God. So there's a turning away. So uh, we see that there's a turning away from the darkness to the light. So now they're just turned to the light. That's it. They're just turned to it. And they've, they they said, well, I'm not going to do anything that I used to do because God has now put light on the world that they've been living in, in the filth and in the darkness and in the unbelieving and the sinfulness. But it says that they may receive forgiveness of sins. So there's something they receive. And so let me read how I read it. Oswald Chambers put it so beautifully, and I find it such a privilege to honor him in this word. It says, This verse is the grandest condensation of the propaganda of a disciple of Jesus Christ in the whole of the New Testament. The first sovereign work of grace is summed up in the words, that they may receive remission of sins. When a man fails in personal Christian experience, it is nearly always because he has never received anything. The only sign that a man is saved is that he has received something from Jesus Christ. Our part as workers for God is to open men's eyes that they may turn themselves from darkness to light. But that is not salvation. That is conversion. The effort of a roused human being. I do not think it is too sweeping to say that the majority of nominal Christians are of this order. Their eyes are opened, but they've received nothing. Conversion is not regeneration. This is one of the neglected factors in our preaching today. When a man is born again, he knows that it is because he has received something as a gift from Almighty God and not because of his own decision. People register their vows and sign their pledges and determine to go through. But none of this is salvation. Salvation means that we are brought to the place where we are able to receive something from God on the authority of Jesus Christ, remission of sins. Then there follows the second mighty work of grace, an inheritance among them which are sanctified. In the sanctification, the regenerated soul deliberately grows up Uh, gives up the right to himself, to Jesus Christ and identifies himself entirely with God's interest in other men. So back to what I was saying, see that wisdom, that depiction of that believer is somebody who's received something that person has received. When, when you're alive, I was talking to a friend of mine this morning. I said, listen, It doesn't matter what you do, whatever the day is every day. If you're truly alive in Christ, I'll put it on myself. I want to get up. I want to do stuff. I want to, whatever it is. I mean, I want to just get up and I want to do things. I want to be, uh, uh, I don't want to just use the word productive for the Lord. There's a life in me that's living through me in the service to my home, in the service to my husband, in the service to my children, in the service to my friends, in service. And it's so beautiful. It is a real generated, regenerated life. I'm not just converted. I'm not just, I'm not just turned from darkness to light. You know, it goes on to say in Colossians 1.13, it says, for he hath delivered you from the kingdom of darkness and translated you into the kingdom of the dear son. Has there been a translation? Has there been a regeneration in your life? You know, I think about, um, when let's just say Peter, you know, Peter was called by God. Remember he says, Lord, if it is, if it be, if it, if it be you, command me, bid me to come unto you on the water. Well, you know, he, the Lord said, come. And we know he did that. But when he was born again, it wasn't just the thing that we look at like, wow, he walked on the water. No way. Peter stood up that day and he said, men and brethren, and he stood up in the power of the Holy Spirit. And that man went on to be mighty in word and deed and he goes out notice they always go out the disciples went out people who got were touched by Christ in the gospel you know they wanted to go with him but he said go home to thy friends and tell them you know there's an action there's something that happens in a person that is not just converted but the regenerated man and woman they are like the they are like the uh, wise woman who got up. She, she's not, she's not lazy. She's not clamorous. She's not simple she doesn't know nothing. She's not trying to offer people stolen waters going, Hey, look what I have over here in the corner. She works for nothing. There are such dead works. That's why there's such dead churches. That's why we listen and listen and we're trying so hard to hear something. We want life. Our spirit man is thirsty. We are so thirsty for the living waters of Jesus Christ. You haven't you noticed how Jesus has such an affinity for water? Everything revolving around him always speaks in the water. He was always walking by the Sea of Galilee. He speaks about wells of water springing up unto eternal life and that living waters will flow forth out of our bellies. And he has people, he's, he was baptized in the water and um, he's saying, you know, you know, if you give a cup of cold water in the name of the, uh, of a disciple will not, lo- uh, name of a disciple will not lose a disciple's reward or something like that prophet's reward. Um, but there's always something coming out of you is what i'm saying there's something that you're doing a truly regenerated soul gets up and gives it doesn't sit it doesn't just settle for a high place it doesn't just say come eat and and look at her she has substance a truly regenerated soul says that they have maidens they're industrious they're killing their sacrifices. Their, their house is firm. Their house is sturdy. It's going to withstand. And she just doesn't hang out in her house. She goes out herself. She doesn't send her service out and go, Hey, yeah, bid people to come. She goes out and she says, Come eat of my bread and drink of the wine, which I have mingled. She owns it. It's her bread. It's her wine. It's her regeneration. It's her new birth. And when you're alive in the spirit, there is a flow of power of life that's coming out of the new believer. And when there is not that that is coming out of a believer, I can certainly tell you, I know it. I know it and no, I am no judge, but I know thy spirit. I know his witness and it's that fast. And I know it's the same with many of you and the other woman, she's called foolish. She's straight off called foolish. And so, so many people get cheated because see, she calls passengers who are going on and she says, come, come turn in hither. And, you know, she says, look, she's taking advantage of people that do not know anything. And that is the enemy. That is the counterfeit believer, the counterfeit gospel that doesn't have people that she's bringing in. the counterfeit says, I got something that looks like the real thing. That counterfeit doesn't even have bread. It just has stolen waters, and I even thought this in my own flash thought. I've heard ministers before preach, and I thought, and I, I thought, yes, Lord, this morning, they're offering stolen waters because they're they're advertising these waters. I have to give you are sweet, and so the simple, they come in, and those without understanding come in. And they do not, and, it's, and even the one that's offering that, they know nothing. You know why? Because they never went to the well themselves. They don't live at the well. They've never had a well spring open up within them. They have never, ever drank of the living water. And they don't even believe in the Lord. Because Jesus says, he that believeth on me, in me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. And the only way that living water can come out of anybody is if it's been from a regenerated spirit. Jesus said to the woman at the well, the waters that I give unto you, that he whosoever drinks of this water out of him will be a wellspring of living water. And so that's why there's dead churches. That's why when you try to speak to another person who says they're a believer and there's no life in them is because I would, I would say, well, only the Lord knows who's his, of course, but where is his life? Notice how they don't know anything. You can't have a conversation with them. There's no life in them. It says he knoweth not that the dead are there. And that her guests are in the depths of hell. I'm not going to go any further. I think I made it very clear. You know, you can tell who belongs to the Lord, you could tell what body is his because there's flowing streams, there's living water, whether it be a person or a pastor. Because stolen waters, that can be like, hey, we got some stolen water. I got some stolen waters. It's sweet. And it talks about bread eaten in secret. So I think I did say she doesn't offer bread. Clearly she does. My correction right now. She does offer bread. But it's not It's not the bread of Christ. It's like bread eaten in secret. It's like, might as well be stolen bread. Because they didn't go get it from the Lord. They just took it and they made themselves a pastor or a minister or something. Or not even just a obvious servant like somebody, in, you know, stands at a podium. But they made themselves something. I'll tell you, the most beautiful servants I've ever seen that are alive are the ones that have no identity. They are full of the life of Christ and they are beautiful and they get up and they live and that is, and they do, they just go no matter what the day looks like. You know why? Because they received something. It says in, uh, John 1 12, to as many as believe him, believed him to them gave he as many as received him to them gave he the power to become sons of God, yea to as many as believe on his name. So, you know, you have to receive and believe and you have to believe and receive. It kind of goes hand in hand, I guess, but there is, you got to hear it first, right? But you got it. You got to have it your own. And so I just want you to know there is a difference. And I pray that you are like that wise woman. And, you will know the difference from now on. I hope that ministered to you because if you have not received something from Christ, that true remission of sins, you know what you're going to be doing? Clamoring. You're going to be always trying so hard to work. You're always going to be trying so hard to make something happen. And it's only going to feel like you're just clamoring. Lifeless dead works. So, I know there's so much more I can say about this, and I don't really want to because I feel now that I should stop. So, I pray that you would be blessed in hearing this word. And if it speaks to you, amen. If you think it'll speak to others, pass it along. So, remember, you're alive and you are in Christ, and Christ is in you. And you have eternal life. Isn't that beautiful? Amen. Believe and receive.